Hello, friends. <clears throat> Welcome to Hope for Today podcast. We are going to continue our Bible study in Ephesians chapter 4. <clears throat> I'm holding up to the screen here, for those of you listening to the audio, a plastic, hard plastic softball. And you can hear me tapping with it. And then... In my other hand, I have a, a bright yellow uh, softball, a real softball, and it's like the it's got the leather wrapping, and it's uh, it's the real thing, okay. <clears throat> and then I have my son's little baseball glove, and inside is a real baseball. It's not the squishy one, not the t-ball version, but it's a real official baseball. And usually when you teach someone to catch a baseball or to play catch, you start out with something like this. You start out with the, the hard plastic one because if it hits them, it doesn't hurt. Um, maybe even start out with a tennis ball or maybe even something a bit bigger. Uh, something that's bigger and squishy, but the fact is it's still a ball, right? Um, whether you're using a hard plastic one, a softball, or the baseball, the real baseball, you're teaching them to play catch. You want them to catch the ball. You're throwing it to them. You're not throwing it at them. The difference would be trying to teach a child to play catch or having a snowball fight with your friends. If you're having a snowball fight with your friends, you're trying to hit them. You're trying to, you're throwing the snowball at them. Uh, and even if you're playing snowball fight with your kids, you're not trying to hit them in the face and hurt them, but you are trying to throw it at them. You're expecting the snowball to break upon impact. Well, when you're playing baseball, you're trying to make sure that you throw it in such a way that the other person catches it. Our verse today is Ephesians 4 and verse number 15. It says, but speaking the truth in love <clears throat> may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Sometimes when it comes to the truth, it can feel as if we are throwing it at someone instead of hoping they catch it. The truth is a powerful thing. The truth has teeth to it. And in the context of this verse, we're talking about growing into spiritual maturity and it goes into verse 15, but speaking the truth in love. So we're going to learn just a little bit about, let's play catch with the truth. This is the spirit we want our pastors and teachers to have towards us. And this is the attitude that we want to have towards others. Foundationally, this is the attitude God has towards us. The Bible even says in Ephesians 4 verse 25, it says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, 
for we are members one of another. God expects for us to be truth dealers. He expects for us to tell the truth. He doesn't expect for us to be telling lies. First, in order to speak the truth in love, we must know the truth. The word truth means conformity to fact or reality, according to Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Exact accordance with that which is. It's not make-believe. It's not imagination. It's fact. It's reality. It's with an exact accordance with that which is. Uh, Also says the true state of facts or things. We serve the God of truth. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 32 and verse 4, He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. You're not a Christian and we cannot speak the truth in love if, first of all, we do not recognize that God is the God of truth and that this is truth. Foundationally, we come to Christ because we believe that it's the truth. We have to ask ourselves that question, what is the truth? Now, the world does not approach problems with this very much uh, anymore. They, they try to solve conflict by saying, well, there is no defined truth. And that creates more conflict. The way to resolve conflict is to speak the truth in love. There has to be truth. Uh, a, a lot of the problems that are going on in the world today is we don't know if we're being lied to. We don't know how much of what we're being told is the truth. And so God expects for Christians to be truth tellers because God is the God of truth. It's supposed to have an effect on our actions. Joshua 24 and verse 14, when they get to the promised land, Joshua tells the people, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Believing that God is the God of truth has an effect on our lives in that now we should, in knowing the truth, we should follow the truth, serve him in sincerity and truth. It's a very interesting study if you take your Bible app And just search for the word truth. And every time it comes up in scripture, uh, I have way too many verses for this lesson. Because I just was so excited about all the verses I found. And I copied and pasted so many verses that have the word truth in it. Let me just read a few of these for you. I won't read them all. It says in 1 Samuel 12 and 24, Only fear the Lord. And serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. Psalm 33, 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Psalm 51 and 6. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Look at the protection that truth gives us in Psalm 91 and 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. 
Psalm 100 verse 5, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. When we choose God, when we choose Jesus Christ, we're choosing truth. We're choosing Christ because we believe he is the truth. The Bible says in John in 114, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. John 1.17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. John 14 and 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If we're going to be reconciled to God, if we're going to be forgiven for our sin, we have to believe that God is the God of truth. And that Jesus Christ is the truth. He's the true Savior. He is the Christ. He's the chosen of God. He's the anointed of God. He's the one that God has chosen to pay for our sin on the cross. We have to believe that with all of our heart. We have to give our heart to him, recognizing that we are sinners and that we cannot save ourselves and recognizing the truth of Christ and his death on the cross and the truth that he rose from the dead. We have to recognize that, believe that, trust that. And that moment, we become a Christian. We are forgiven. We've trusted Christ as our Savior. But we can't approach that thinking this is a truth or one of the truths. We have to say, this is the truth. I am turning my back on all other religion uh, and religious Uh, traditions. I'm trusting in Christ alone. Uh, If that's not your attitude, then you're not yet saved. We have to approach Christ in this manner. He's the truth. And Jesus goes on to say in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So we have to believe that God is the God of truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. And his word is truth. And we should learn this. This is what happens when we come when we come to church, when we listen to teachers and preachers. Proverbs 23 and 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. We learn to implement truth into our choices and lifestyle. The Bible says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in Truth. Worship is not what I define it to be or what makes me feel a certain way. Um, It is what God defines. We should worship him in spirit, guided by truth. The famous saying, the truth shall make you free, that is only half of the sentence that Jesus spoke. In John 8, 31 and 32, it says, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You see, knowing the truth is an act of faith. When you hear the truth of God's word, you can recognize it as such, but you don't truly know it to be true until you actually choose to implement it into your life. 
and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. How does the truth make us free? How does it make us free from guilt and shame? How does it make us free from the penalty of sin and death and hell? How does it bring, how does the truth help us in our daily lives? We have to know it. We have to recognize it comes from God, but we actually have to implement it. Here's the danger of dealing in truth, of following the God of truth, of knowing that Jesus Christ is the truth, of beginning to implement the truth into our life, is that now we begin to see the world in a completely different way. We begin to look at our relationships in a different way. We begin to look at our marriage in a different way, our children in a different way. We begin to look at our parents in a different way. We begin to look at church in a different way and our job and everything. Our mind begins to be changed by the truth. The Bible word is sanctify, means to cleanse. The truth is a cleansing agent. It changes the way that we look at life. But if we're not careful, that cleansing can change us into people who become very harsh we can use the truth like a like a hammer and like a battering ram. And the Bible teaches in, in Ephesians 4 that it begins with in, in talking about the church and God's purpose for spiritual maturity and that we have we have pastors and teachers and evangelists and we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And it goes on to talk about how uh, that these offices are given for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And then it begins to describe the work that that the ministers have in our life and the truth of God in our life and how it brings unity in verse 14 that we henceforth be no more children. Sometimes children can say the truth and you're thinking, oh my word, I wish they hadn't have said that. That feels so inappropriate. They don't seem to really understand the effect that saying that is going to have on that other person other person person's emotions and feelings they'll blurt out the most obvious thing that can be embarrassing to that adult or to that older person right and that is one of the things about being a child is that okay so they can speak the truth but they don't speak the truth in love Right? We have to teach them that. Oh, that don't don't that's gonna hurt their feelings. Oh, mom, why? I mean it's true. Well, it is true. But there's a time and a place, and there's a way to say it so that the other so that it doesn't the truth doesn't do damage, it brings healing, it helps. Truth is the foundation of our faith. We don't deal in mysteries and lies. Romans 125, speaking of the unbelieving world, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Absolutely. That is absolutely true. We believe that. But the problem is, how do we approach life? How do we deal with other people in knowing the truth? It can actually cause us to become prideful. Commentator Albert Barnes says, the truth is sometimes spoken in a harsh, crabby, sour manner, which does nothing but disgust and offend. When we state truth to others, it should be with love to their souls. 
and with a sincere desire to do them good. Sometimes the lost world wants to make out, well, don't don't try to claim that the truth is the truth because that hurts. So we should just say everything is truth or we should say nothing is truth. Or a popular saying is, well, that's your truth. You live out your truth. That doesn't help anybody or anything. Speaking of love, the Bible word in 1 Corinthians 13 is that of charity. Charity rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. So true love embraces the truth. Love is not just saying everything is fine. Love is saying, no, the truth is important, but it can be delivered in a spirit of love and concern for the other person. Again, simple illustration of, hey, when it comes to the truth, delivering the truth to one another, spiritual maturity learns, let's play catch. I'm not trying to throw this truth at you to do you harm or to feel better about myself or to feel superior to you. I really want you to catch this. And I'm going to be patient. And I'm going to be gentle. And I'm going to I'm going to be repetitive, gently repetitive. It's a really interesting experience in teaching a child to play catch. You have to know when they've had enough. It's time to take a break. And you have to know when, no, you can try it one more time. It's okay. It's okay. Try one more time. Sometimes they miss and sometimes it accidentally bops them in the head. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. And sometimes the truth does hurt. But the spirit of I have genuine love and concern for you, and I really want you to catch this, it changes everything. Guys, let's go out there today in the spirit of Christ and let's live a life of truth. But let's do so with the spirit of speaking the truth in love. You know, the verse goes on to say that we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. If you're not gentle and patient in teaching a child to play catch, they're never going to become a better ball player. They're going to give up. If they feel like all you're doing is throwing the ball at them, they're going to look at you like an evil person, and you are. <laughs> right? But if you're gentle and patient and you learn to toss it and they can catch it, then you can scoot back and then you can get a more mature ball, a more of a real ball, and they can learn to catch with a glove and then they can learn to play the game of baseball. Sometimes we're dealing with people in our life where you want them to get saved. You want them to make mature decisions. You want them to recognize the truth but we shouldn't come at them like a bowling ball sailing at their head. We should come with a gentle, patient heart of love and give them the truth so that they can grow into it. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you in the next episode.